Jesus not only talked about the Father and described the Father. He not only did things that the Father would do, but he did something even greater. And that is, he said, the Father sent me to get you. And how I get you, it's not just the walking on the water and turning the water to wine, and it's not just the healing of the lepers and the sick. No, the crowning act of revealing the Father was Jesus on the cross. That is his deeds. That's what the Father would do. That's what the Father did. So what would I do? What would you do? We can talk about God. We can even behave in a manner that would be pleasing to God. But will we go beyond that and actually become a living sacrifice so that people will see the mercy and the compassion and the love of our God? That is so radically different than other religions which are basically religions of works. Ours is a religion of relationship. It is the person of God. It's personal. It's vibrant. It's alive. It's real. It's 24-7 God's presence with us, with you. You know, I believe that wherever you go, God goes with you. How many of you believe that? Wherever you go, God goes with you, don't he? Now, if you stop and think about that a minute, when Jesus came to earth, he was God incarnate, right? I mean, if you found Jesus, you quickly knew you were in the presence of someone very, very unusual, different, because the presence of God was all over him, always. When you and I encounter those who don't know God, don't you suspect just a little bit that they know there's something different about you because the Holy Spirit lives in you, God lives in you, and whether you say anything or not, there is a sense something different just entered the room. Then when you speak... You don't speak like the world. You don't talk like the world of unsaved people. You don't blaspheme God. You don't use His name in vain. You speak of reverence and love and intimacy with God. That is not the average conversation on the line in the factory or in the break room. And then you go beyond that and you behave yourself in a way that is different. Because why? Because you are seeking to behave yourself the way Jesus behaves. You know, this is the thing to me that I see is so very, very important for us fathers. Our children, how many of you know that children watch us and do what we do? How many of you know? You know that, right? Moms, dads, kids are watching, right? And they imitate us, don't they? Because why? Because they think that we're right, and that's good. You know what I'm, I would say to all parents? Make sure that you live your life in a way that reveals Father God to your children. And then go beyond that and make sure that you fellowship in a church that has the presence of God permeating that place every service. I'll tell you why. Because if you teach your children that church is a place to play, to be entertained and leave off the presence of God. They will grow up with that perception. And when they become adults, they won't know the presence of God. 
They won't know that when believers get together, they're supposed to be a manifestation of the presence of God. And so they will go through life assuming that church is a place to be entertained. And that if they ever go to a church where the presence of God shows up, they'll think something strange. Teach your children by the way you live and where you take them to worship. That they, at an early age, are allowed to get into the presence of God. If you do that, and somewhere along the way, in their teenage years, they lose their way, I promise you, they will never forget those early days when they were in a church where there was the awesome presence of God, and they will be searching for it for the rest of their life until they get back to that church and that place where God's presence is poured out. They'll never forget it, no matter what. 